everyone. My name is David Smith, and this is the Armchair Commentary, a podcast that takes you down sports memory lane. Every week we find an older sporting event, I won't always say old, and we relive it, whether it's home runs, wrestling, basketball, hockey, football, we do it all. The music for this podcast is provided by Upbeat.io. Check out Upbeat.io for all of the music used inside this podcast. If you are interested in reading the show notes to this show, you can actually head over to WordPress Armchair Commentary. Uh, I have it linked in the description, so don't forget to check that out. It will also be in the notes of this podcast. Last but not least, I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to download this episode, to listen to this episode from wherever you are. Uh, It's free, but it means a lot to me. So thank you. Without further ado, let's get into it. There are few things that bring more optimism to fans of any sport than the draft. In the NFL, the NHL, and the NBA, you typically see the results from the draft pretty quick. A year or two at most. But in baseball, it's a long game. Sometimes a very long game. And in today's episode, I'm taking you back to 1988 to the MLB draft. Well, maybe a little bit before the MLB draft in 1988. Let's start a few years before that, when the Major League Baseball draft was what a young prospect was looking to be a part of. He had hopes of making it big and was going to go to college in Miami. Mike Piazza, son of Vince Piazza, former baseball hopeful himself, looked to be everything you'd want in a ball player coming into the University of Miami. But his time there was hardly right home about its stuff. After all of nine at-bats in his freshman year, he decided, this isn't the place for me. And he headed to the well-known baseball hotbed, the powerhouse school of Miami-Dade North Community College. Alright, well, maybe it isn't a baseball powerhouse. But Piazza had one plus going for. A lucky connection, if you will. Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, that same Tommy Lasorda. His father's childhood friend Tommy, who also happened to manage the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, he had Vince in his ear, and Vince asked if they could give young Mike a chance. And with the 1,390th pick In the 62nd round of the Major League Baseball draft in 1998, Mike Piazza was drafted. Now, this already sounds like an incredible story, but the adversity wasn't over for young Michael. He was asked to give up his first base position, which he had come up playing the entire youth, and learned how to catch. Now, this was done to improve his chances at making the big league club. And of course, it did. After a few special catcher camps in the Dominican Republic, Mike Piazza made his major league debut for the Los Angeles Dodgers in 1992. Four years, 1988 to 1992, 
It's how long it took Piazza to make his big league debut. Now, his first full year wasn't until 1993. He only had 21 at-bats in that 92 season. But his first full year in 1993, when he qualified as a rookie, he won the National League Rookie of the Year. He hit 35 home runs and drove in 112 RBI. The young catcher had a few more incredibly productive seasons with the Dodgers, including a 1997 season which had 40 home runs and 124 RBI with a 362 batting average. That led him to his second straight season of finishing second in MLP voting. This season was behind the rewind. You're probably asking yourself or telling yourself, wait a minute, wasn't Piazza a Met? Well, after a very good and fairly productive season, seven seasons with the team that drafted him, as a favor to his father, I remind you, Mike Piazza was traded to the now Miami Marlins, then Florida Marlins. Who was he traded for? Gary Sheffield, Charles Johnson, Bobby Bonilla, Manuel Barrios, and Jim Eisenreich. Piazza played full five games for the Marlins, hitting 278 in his incredibly brief time there. One, one week after he landed in Miami, Florida decided it was time to deal him again, and he was off to the Big Apple. Preston Wilson, Ed Yarnall, and Greg Getz were sent the other way, and the Mets had acquired the now-established catcher, Mike Piazza. Now, Mike helped the Mets to two consecutive postseasons, 99 and 2000, the former of which he tied his career high in home runs again at 40, again with 124 RBI, and he also broke the record for most home runs in a season without hitting more than one in a game, as in he never had a game where he hit at least two home runs. And yes, baseball stats are strange, but that's why we love them. The 2000 Subway Series, uh, he led the Mets to the NL pennant and the World Series appearance. All five games in that World Series were decided by two runs or fewer, unfortunately. And the Yankees that. World Series as to be expected. Probably the most memorable hit of Mike Piazza's Hall of Fame career was a game-winning eighth-inning home run hit during the first professional baseball games played, post 9-11 in New York. On October 2nd, 2005, Mike Piazza played his final game as a man. He played the 2006 season with the Padres having a pretty solid time, 283 average of 22 home runs, helping the Pods to a division title. And on July 2006, he collected his 2,000th hit, as a big leaguer. After taking one more brief stop in Oakland, Mike Piazza hit his final home run as a big leaguer against a rookie pitcher named John Lester of the Red Sox. It was his 427th. In 2008, after receiving no more offers, Mike Piazza decided to retire from baseball. The man who was drafted as a favor to his father's childhood friend in the 62nd round at pick 
1,390 and called it a day. He finished his career with a remarkable 308 batting average over 6,911 at bats, 2,172 hits, 427 home runs, and 1,335 RBI. He was a 12 time All Star, a Rookie of the Year, 10 time Silver Slugger. His number 31 was retired by the Mets, and he was inducted into both the Mets and the Baseball Hall of Fame. A community college athlete drafted last to Hall of Fame. And while many people look at Tom Brady as the late round draft hero, breaking records, first ballot Hall of Famer, I can't help but think maybe we should be talking more about the kid from Miami-Dade North Community College. Mike Piazza. Once again, I'd like to thank Upbeat.io for the music for this podcast. Check out Upbeat.io and check the description if you'd like access to the music that I use in this episode. I'd like to thank my partner, Brianna, for always being there and supporting me through all of this. She has been incredible, and I am super happy to have her uh, in my life. So thank you, babe. Uh, I'd like to thank anyone who's taken the time out of their day to listen to any one of my episodes over the last three plus years. It has been quite an adventure we've been on, and I am happy to continue to do this. Just keep sharing those episodes out, and let's continue to grow this thing. There's a historic moment that you're interested in me covering for the Armchair Commentary. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. You can find me at ArmchairCommon2 on Twitter. Find me at Armchair Commentary on Instagram and on Facebook at Armchair Commentary. Look for the logo, you'll find me. I am right there. It has been an interesting week. I am so happy to take you on this fun walk down memory lane. Let's do it again uh, soon. Be safe. Take care.